The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, 3.06 on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. Just want to remind you again about your chance to win Chicago t- tickets at around 3.35. Uh, this afternoon, you'll hear a song. The first person to call at 4960063 and identify that song will win your way into that September 5th concert at the Jubilee Auditorium. We're talking about uh, bike lanes and about cycling uh, this afternoon with Dr. Darren Markland and Alan Sheets. Uh, Alan is the former president of the Alberta Bicycle Association. Dr. Markland, an avid cyclist. Uh, thank you both for joining us uh, in studio. And we, we, we seem to be kind of getting all kind of bunged up on this, uh, the, the insurance thing. But I'll tell you right now, that is a huge question on a lot of people's mind over and over again whenever we talk about this. We do have a number of phone calls. So I'm going to get you to put on your headsets. Okay. And uh, we'll get to them. Rick has been holding for a very long time. Hi, Rick. Hi there. i just uh, not sure where to begin. Um, a few things is that when you talk about taxation and bike lanes, uh, the city of Edmonton is being overtaxed. You could call it tax gouging. Every residence and every business owner is paying for those bike lanes, not just the bike riders. And the bike riders represent a very, very, very small portion of the population. So I'm all for deregulation, not more regulation. But having said that, if you're going to ride on city streets, they should have to be responsible. And they're not responsible. We all see bicyclists, and in a sense, I don't blame them. When they come to a stop sign and there's no one there, they just go through. When they come to a red light and the sign says no no walking, they ride through. So they're playing both sides of the fence. They're, they're riding on bike lanes or not riding on bike lanes. They're riding on streets or not riding on streets. There's no regulation. As far as temperature goes, I saw two ambulances getting stuck on city streets. Bike lanes had already been cleared. I'm talking about ambulances now. Rick, we're, we're do, you, Rick do you have a question? I don't. I just want to make statements that the business owners in my survey in Spokestrathcon on 109th Street do not want bike lanes because of parking and the disruption to business traffic. I've said enough. Good luck. Rick, thanks for that. Uh, your thoughts on, on uh, the talk about the 109th, 110th Street, the bike lanes there? Uh, so 109th Street is, if you go down that road, one of the most over-engineered roads I think I've ever seen. It's three lanes. They're 14 feet each. Uh, and it's ugly as sin. Um, it's If you're going to a shop, it's dirty, it's messy, there's a lot of noise. When public engagement happened about 109th, the majority of people who live in that area agreed. They thought that the the street was overbuilt and they wanted it calmed down. And so this wasn't about bike lanes, this was about livability. People Mm. wanted to be able to easily walk back and forth safely to be able to shop, to see the amenities, to have a road that was a livable road. And we definitely know that when you put in infrastructure, not only for cyclists, but for people, for people who walk, for people who want to shop, you all of a sudden bring in people who aren't trying to get back and forth. They're there for the stores. They look in the windows, they buy things. Whenever you put in infrastructure for people who aren't moving too quick, they look, 
they shop, they buy, and revenues increase. We know this in New York. Jeanette Sadek-Khan was one of their public engagement people who looked at transportation and did metrics about, and they took visa slips from areas where they put in larger sidewalks, bike lanes, they pedestrianized areas, and the dollars showed. The receipts went up. The amount of time people spent buying food, hanging out, making it a vibrant place where commerce happened, improved. And the numbers were repeated every time they slowed things down and allowed people access to places instead of cars. Andrew? Uh, I got nothing. Okay. Are you surprised at, um, at at the animosity that you hear? I, I'm not surprised because people are used to, you know, thinking of, oh, I go places in my car, period. And uh, then when they can't do that, of course, they feel frustrated. And as the city is getting denser and denser, I mean, when I le- learned to drive in the 1970s, it was really easy to drive in, around Edmonton. It was quick. Now, you know, there's three times as many people on the road, literally. That's, we used to be mm-hmm. 500,000. Now we're, including the metro area, over a million. So, you know, more than double. Uh, it's a pain in the ass. And can, so, yeah, I, people are pissed on the road. Or can cyclists uh, ride side by side? Are they, are they allowed to? We see that kind of all the time. Is it supposed to be single file? I think you have to ride in the safest way possible. That's the the rule. You're allowed to take the lane if safe for safety reasons, uh, but every cyclist is in it for themselves. Meaning they don't know, they don't want to get run over. So the majority of people stay as as far right as possible, unless there's obstruction, unless there's mm-hmm. glass, um, and if you have a long line of people, the worst thing to do is block a long line of traffic. So by riding abreast, you can reduce the, the impairment for the driver who needs to get around a large group of cyclists. And if you ever ask that question, you just have to go downtown and watch the, the police who ride bicycles, and they will routinely ride to abreast for safety reasons. Irene's on the phone. Hi, Irene. Thanks for holding. Hi. Um, I have a few comments here. Uh, I was injured by a bicyclist, and that's one thing that they're not addressing is pedestrians. And I was sideswiped by a cyclist on a multi-use trail. I fell and I broke my wrist. I had a a collie's fracture. And um, I can tell you that um, when uh, the town of Jasper Place existed, they enforced that everybody had to have a license for their bike. And where you would get your license is when you'd purchase a bike. You would be filling out an application, and I don't know at a certain point it was submitted to the town. But um, the other thing is, in order to, you had to, with that license, also pass a safety test for uh, um, riding a bike. You have to ensure that you had you know uh, the proper rules on how to ride and what to do um, when you're uh, riding a bike and I think I think there's no accountability with the cyclists right now and I think we do have to have a system in place and I do think that they should be licensed Irene thanks for your call let them respond anything uh, sorry to hear about what happened to you. I, I think that's disgusting, quite frankly. Uh, you know, certainly anybody should avoid another person. That's personal responsibility. Uh, as far as a license, um, 
you know, it, it's it's like a hit and run. You know, if somebody hits somebody with with a car and takes off before you know their license, you know, you you're you're left uh, holding the bag for somebody else's irresponsibility. Uh, if if you had licenses on bikes, you know, w- would that person have taken off? You know, with a license plate that you may not have seen. Uh, would it actually help is the question yes if you take her the full body of her conversation because all of these texts and these phone calls are saying the same thing they're all talking about regulation in one form or another whether it's insurance registration licensing whatever because what she said was and that's how i got my original bike license back in prince edward island is once a summer you'd have to go to the local rink which didn't have ice on it you buy your license for your bicycle and you would pass a test because if you think about it and that's what people are saying is that for a car to be on the road they have to be licensed they have to be trained and so you know that they've got some level of competency to be on the road but a cyclist can be on the road with no competency he can have bought his bike this afternoon and be on the road 10 minutes later well, one thing to consider is uh, you know, if she was hit by a child, I'd completely agree with you. But, you know, that that's probably not the case. But I don't know. I, I, nev- I didn't have opportunity to talk with her about that. Uh, but if, if she was hit by an adult, chances are that adult, you know, being an adult, they know the rules of the road. Uh, you know, for example, I have a driver's license. So do most people in, in this world. So they know the world, the, the rules of the road. We can't use that as an as an excuse. I don't think they do all know the route. That's quite a, a, a generalization that anyone on a bike, if they're an adult, knows the rules of the road. Are, are you saying most ad- adults don't have driver's licenses? No, I said nothing of driver's license. I said most. I, it's an overstatement to say most cyclists know the rules of the road. Well, if they have driver's licenses, they got, they had to know the rules of the road to pass and get a driver's. Yeah, license. Yeah, but we're not talking about driver's license. We're talking about cyclists. Yes. The majority of cyclists drive. The majority of cyclists have, who are over the age of 16 have a driver's license. But even you, an avid cyclist, when asked, um, can you ride two abreast, you weren't... Do you know the law? Do I know the law? Yeah. I know the law that I can take the entire lane. Is that the law? That is the law. I don't believe that is the law. Is we'll that look right? Look it up. We got Google. It, it, I thought you had to be 18 inches from the curb. Look it up right no. now, and let's text it out. Do you know? And while we're at it, why don't we uh, get somebody from the insurance industry to come out and well, obviously talk we can't get somebody well. on the you know on we, the suggestion we, at we two Twitter machine three sixteen. <laughs> yeah, that's not how we book guests. Really? Okay. So, one of the things um, that uh, I think there's a, an MP or an MLA who is is um, trying to get something put in place about certain amount of distance that vehicles have to be from from a cyclist. Can you tell us about that? Yes, uh, there's a, an MLA. I believe she's from uh, Strathcona Sherwood Park, uh, Annie McKittrick, and she's uh, seen what they've done in quite a few other states and provinces. And that's they have a, a rule that's either in most places it's either three feet a meter or a meter and a half, and in many places around the world, that that's the a safe distance to pass a, a cyclist, because of course, like any two-wheeled vehicle, motorcycle as well to some degree, uh, you have to you know tilt a little bit to stay upright to balance. So by having a little bit of uh, cushion of room around, that keeps uh, everybody safe. Okay. Would that be something uh, that both of you would uh, support? I think it would be useless. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because injuries don't happen because car drivers don't care about people on bikes. Most people who are driving cars are nervous because they don't want to hurt 
people on bicycles. I think a lot of the frustration that's coming out of the phone lines is just this vented anger that there aren't clear rules that make them make everybody safer. Well, to your argument, though, and to your argument as well, that, you know, every adult must know the rules of the road. Most people, it's anecdotal, but most people would suggest that a lot of bike riders don't follow the rules. They may know them, but they don't follow them. They go through stop signs. They don't dismount to cross at a pedestrian crosswalk. They're a pedestrian they when to, they want to be. They don't have to dismount on a... We actually had a traffic uh, officer on here who told us they do have He's to dismount. absolutely wrong. If you actually look at the critical... At the, at the if, they're, road, if they're cycling on a, a sidewalk... You, they, can't and they, come to, on, they can't cycle on... But that's what I'm talking about. Unless the wheels are less than 20 inches. Right, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Cycling along the sidewalk, they come to a pedestrian crosswalk, they're supposed to dismount and cross because nope, they're a pedestrian. No, they don't no. have to, but you, as a car driver, do not have to yield to them. That's the rule. It, it's a very strange thing, the way the Alberta law is written. Uh, and it's unfortunate. I agree with you. It's confusing. It's, it's, it's not right in a lot of ways. Now, in Calgary, they actually have legislation. Have you seen those elephant crosswalks? No. So elephants don't cross them, but they're the crosswalks with the large hash marks on the side. In Edmonton, that means nothing. But in Calgary, they've actually legislated that you are uh, that a person driving a vehicle has to yield to a cyclist within those. We have them here in Edmonton, but we don't have the legislation. Huh. So you can see the heterogeneity of it. I think the other thing I wanted to blend into, and I, you, you kind of stopped me from my point, is that I don't think these laws fix the problem. The problem isn't that people don't care. The problem is that they can be inattentive. Our biggest single issue right now isn't drunk driving, it's distracted driving. And so we were having a discussion about what happened with these cyclists mm -hmm. in Sherwood Park. What was the problem? Now, the report is not out. We do not have evidence, but I'm pretty sure when it happens, when they say no drugs and alcohol are involved, but someone plowed through a bunch of people on bicycles, that was somebody who was checking the weather, changing the station, you know, was looking at their cell phone. That's distracted driving. That's why... A but you, you don't know that to be true yet. I don't know that to be true, but I suspect, given the statistics, that it is. Because no alcohol was involved. It was a bright day, and there were... 14 people on a ride and sh this person didn't see them yeah we just can't speculate on that we don't know and as you guys said it's still under investigation it is it is but the rule about having a passing di mm -hmm. distance is going to be a great rule until somebody looks at their cell phone and has an accident which is why protected infrastructure is the only thing that protects people bike lanes yeah, if there, were, if there were a bike lane, you know, or an alternative route other than the Shored Park Freeway, I can tell you I would have been on it rather than having to be next to busy traffic. You should have seen the way I got here. I took a picture of it. It was beautiful. I was going to show you. I went down the multi-use pathways because they're nice, they're fast, they're, they're gorgeous. They're inadequate too, though. So as yeah. more and more people get out there, you're starting to see conflicts between pedestrians and cyclists. The answer isn't that there's a war, there's just a lack of resources. So my answer to the previous caller was, that's horrible, that person should have stopped, rendered assistance and not done it. But if we want to look at the root cause of what's happening and look for something that's correctable, there's more people out there on the multi-use paths. We need more distance, we need more size, we need more separation. Hey, it's 324. <laughs> Looks like we lost one of our callers. Oh, oh no, no. We, no, we didn't. We have uh, Ernest has been holding. Oh, Hi, there you Ernest. Go. Hey, how you? Good. What's going on? You're breaking up a little bit. It's a very interesting conversation you're having there. And uh, I have just a couple observations also. Okay. Number one, 
the fellow that said that, uh, you know, he bikes all year round, you know what? He's maybe 1% of the entire population. Let's face it. It is not practical or even, or especially not safe or practical to ride your bike for most of the, for say, let's say, seven, eight months of the year. It's incredibly in practical. Now, also, um, another thing that really, bought, I'm, a, I'm also a cyclist, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a keen cyclist. But there, there is, it, I, number one, I'm surprised that the city or the province hasn't started licensing bicycles and making them even get insurance. And you know what? They'll definitely be doing that in the future. It's a cash cow they cannot resist, and it's not because of the administration costs. I mean, they'll just hire more people, and there'll be more people voting. You know, anyway, but that'll be coming down the pipeline. The last thing observation I have is what really bothers motorists a lot of times is you see a bike, he comes to the intersection, jumps off his bike, now he's a pedestrian, and he has the right of way, and you have to stop. And then he jumps back on his bike. And quite honestly, I don't mind that because he gets out of my way quicker. But let's face it, bicyclists do not, most of them do not follow the rules of the road. If they're out of your way, it's because they don't want to get hit. And yes, they might be able to take up that lane. I'd like to see a bicyclist take up a lane on the highway. They can legally do it right. They'll be right. They'll be dead right. Uh, Other than that, have a good day. Oh, and my guess is... Saturday in the park. <laughs> <Talk> to <Peter. laughs> or maybe uh, you you'll have now. to call in after the news, okay, Ernest? Thanks. <laughs> well, that's Appreciate my favorite it. Chicago song. I love it. <laughs> it was almost the one that I uh, that I picked. Okay, uh, I, we have a, a minute here, and um, it, it seems that we've kind of gone around in circles on 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 numerous numerous things. Well, let me put it down. You know what? I welcome it. I would pay $100 a, a year for you licensing. It, yeah. And yeah, I would do it. Um, but I want to see I want to see results, right? So then I want the cops to enforce it because you can do all these rules. If you have no enforcement, it's no good. I think a transparent society is a good thing. So if insurance and registration and licensing works, bring it. It's been done before. It, it, it stopped because it was ungainly. It didn't work. It's been brought in multiple times. It doesn't exist for a reason. If it made money, insurance industries would do it. And just so that we could mute this part of the conversation, I would pay 100 bucks right now. In fact, I will pull it out of my wallet and slap it down right now. But I won't. I'll hold your hundred bucks in good faith. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Alan. Thoughts here, <laughs> Alan. We have to wrap up. Do you have anything you want to say before we? Uh... Uh, I really just have to thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. You know, I think we're all trying to get places and, and uh, live our lives and have fun. And, uh, you know, the more we can understand where each other is coming from and uh, that, in fact, it's not each other. We're the same people. Yeah. You know, I drove here, you uh-huh. know. So if, if there, you know, when I drove here, there was a driver that pissed me off. He, w- he was an idiot. So angry. You know, other times I've seen cyclists that do stupid things. People are idiots. And then people are really nice and really responsible and really compassionate. What that, I would that's like humanity. To do, yeah, what, sorry, and sorry to cut you off, but I would like to put this out to your listeners. I would like them to come to Ezio Frome Park Friday between 7 and 9 in the morning and meet some people. And ha- I will make you a cup of coffee. Uh, and we will just talk because y- you're stressed. You are very stressed 
out there and there's a reason for it. And I think if we can sit down and talk about it. I think they're going to say that they, the cyclists are picking them <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but that's what I'm going to say. Anyway, you know what? We're out of time. Darren, Alan, thank you both so much for joining us in studio this afternoon. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it. After the 3.30 news, your chance to win Chicago tickets, the first caller through to correctly identify uh, the song we're going to play at 4960063 on their way to that September 5th concert at the Jubilee. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.